0: Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined for our very special Oscar episode by Meredith. Hello.
1: I'm very excited, as
0: always. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so hyped. This is, as I've said every year, and I'm sorry if it's a cliche, but it's true. This is our Super Bowl, so we're very, very pumped for our Oscar episode the reason that we're doing it so early is because, although I guess it's not super early, but it is early-ish. Um, we're, we're a bi-weekly show, as everybody knows. Um, but also, I am going to be traveling, so I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. Uh, your girl's turning 40. Hey. So I'm going on a couple birthday trips with some friends, and uh, we'll be back Later in April and just to not freak out and everything's fine and we will be back after the festivities, you have n-
1: you are not disappearing. You are not right. rehearsing your Dateline storyline. You are just <laughs> trying to have a good time. Because you know, people, got people worry,
0: and I appreciate it. If we don't have an episode for a while, they get a little concerned. So, I mean, um, it's
1: good. I'm, and I think it's yeah. important that you occasionally make sure all of the listeners know that if anything happens to you, <laughs> who probably did it, what they were looking for. You know, have just you ever keep that thought it on about? Record.
0: This is a really dark question, and we have so much to get to. I don't know why I'm derailing so early, but have you ever thought about who would notice first if something happened to you?
1: Uh, Pretty often, actually. Really?
0: Okay. So it's not that morbid, or maybe we're both just equally morbid, but I am convinced it would be you, because if I'm not sending you constant bullshit via text, I think you would be like, something happened.
1: Oh, absolutely. like. I would I would let it slide probably for a little bit <laughs> say to myself, okay, well, the last time she did make a joke about how everybody started texting me because I didn't have something to say for a few hours, but really I was just doing X, Y, Z. But then I would say, nope, it is the length of two movies. She hasn't said anything. Got to check in.
0: Oh, that did happen because I was binge reading Cabin in the Woods before I had like two days to read it before the movie was coming out. So I just completely ignored my phone and I looked down at it and I had like five or six texts from people who were just like, what the fuck? Like, cause I'm just sending you guys bullshit all day. So like Charles and Tiffany thought I was dead. They were like, (laughs) are you okay? Show some sign of life. We're nervous. And I'm like, oh my God, I just you really don't appreciate how much you harangue people until you don't do it for a while. And then you're like, Oh, that's like my defining personality trait, I guess. (laughs) I
1: I have not been, Allison hasn't sent me any weird bullshit for hours. (laughs) Something must be up.
0: She hasn't, like, blasted me with a strong opinion about something that does not matter for 48 hours. She must be dead. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, this is who I am as a person. It so, probably
1: would be great when it comes to actually finding what happened to you or your killer.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Which it's probably somebody I annoyed with a strong opinion who killed me. Uh, Fair. So I wanted to remind everybody, first of all, that I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Killkenny. And for as little as $5 a month, you can both support the show and you become a VIP listener, which means you skip the line and I'll read your questions and comments and recommendations. We love getting recommendations. So Brian, Brian, who writes in a lot, was very, very nice and realized that they had sent a very long post and was like, I think this is why you're not reading it on air, which was not the case. I just didn't see it. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, but they reworked it a little bit and sent it in. So they write a movie from last year that I think a lot of people missed that I'd like to rack today is a Hulu Hulu original called Darby and the Dead. 20th Century Studios hardly promoted it at all. I don't think I'd have even heard of it if it wasn't following one of the support, if I wasn't supporting one of the follow, supporting actresses on social media. I'm sure the two leads being Black and Pacific Islander, respectively, totally had nothing to do with that cough. Uh, yeah. Uh, premise wise, the movie is basically a mashup of The Sixth Sense and Mean Girls. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed it well enough, despite the fact that Nicole Maines, who is the reason I watched the movie in the first place, only has seven lines uh, as an aloof and possibly gay cheerleader, but they're all excellently delivered. It does have that Gen Xers trying to write Gen Z humor vibe going against it, but it never gets as cringy as I feared it might. There's only one cancel joke in the whole thing that I noticed and only just barely.
1: (laughs) Wow, Brian, thank you for writing a review of this movie. It is exactly what we need to know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. It's towards the end and easy to ignore since it uh, has no relevance to the plot. Also, Tony Danza, Tony Danza's in it, Uh, was good in this movie. That was not something I expected. Uh, Great recommendation. Thank you so much. That sounds like exactly something uh, someone who listens to this podcast would like, including us. So great recommendation. Once again, that's Darby and the Dead on Hulu. Very
1: exciting. I'm definitely going to be checking that out.
0: Uh, And I love those kind of recommendations where it's like, I think this thing should have gotten more attention, but it got no promotion. So let's platform it a little bit. Um, So before we get to our super special Oscar episode, I guess I have to mention the fact that I saw Quantumania. And
1: oh, I've been giving you such a hard time about it. And it's honestly, it's like really bringing me a lot of joy.
0: I know, I know. But like, uh, I won't get into it obviously because spoilers and Meredith truly does not give a shit. And we have so much to get to. But I just want to say that this film, I think, finally broke me of the habit where I feel like I have to see every Marvel film. I think going forward, I'm just going to cherry pick my faves. Uh, because this was a bad movie, guys. It's it, I'm anti wrecking it. It's not good. Um, but I would, you know, say that the MCU films have been. We're now like, you know, a decade plus into the MCU films. So I don't expect every single one to be a banger. However, I'll say this: if you are in any way unhappy with the quality of these films, stop seeing them <laughs> because things aren't going to change unless that happens. And I am very encouraged by the fact that Kevin Feige is slowing things down. He's, uh, you know, delaying a lot of projects because he also realizes there's a quality issue. Um, But yeah, if, if you're unhappy, you know, everybody can do their own thing. Anybody can go see these movies. I'm not going to tell people not to go see them, but until there's not an audience, they're going to just keep making us watch shit. So (laughs) That's how it goes. So I'm anti-wrecking Quantumania. I I'm not fully convinced Michael Douglas knew what movie he was in. I think that's
1: also probably pretty possible. I saw you've seen a couple of your posts from the um from the press tour and Yeah, he he's out of it. Yeah, he looks no,
0: like know, he yeah. But he maybe everybody to, just
1: really want, didn't want to be there.
0: <laughs> he has the exact same vibe as Ben Affleck doing press for Batman, which is lightly disassociating the whole time, probably because he does not want to be there. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I, yeah, probably. The only I'm, nice thing I'm I'm I'll say. am glad for Michael Douglas,
1: though. He should be dis- disassociating when this happens.
0: The only nice thing I'll say, and then we can move on, is um, I thought Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors legitimately had great chemistry together, and I wish we had gotten more scenes with them together. It was, it was like, I was a little intrigued. I was like, Ooh, this is like lightly sexy. Like they have like good chemistry. Maybe they'll explore this, but then it's a Marvel film. So they don't. Of course. Um, but if I had to say one nice thing is that I like them and I thought they did as much as they could. And yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So I'm constantly going on about actresses and famous people, men and women who get weird work as they get older and start to look strange Michelle Pfeiffer's people are doing a great job. Yeah, she like, just, she's still she is
0: beautiful, wonderful. stunning. Um, it is so rare that you get to see a woman of a certain age just kick ass in an action film. So I will credit them that Michelle Pfeiffer gets to do some light action. I wish there was much more, but it was cool. It was cool to see her where I was like, oh, that's right. You're like a bad bitch. And it's cool yeah. to watch you again. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, so. I have some general thoughts before we break down the categories and the nominees and everything. Um, And this has to do with something that uh, you actually, actually before we get to the, uh, sorry, I'm all over the place, but before we (laughs) get to categories, somebody tweeted us with a request for you to talk about. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. So
1: Yesterday, and I'm very glad that you mentioned this because I did want to talk about it. Uh, I was in my car driving, hear the song Lightning Crashes by Live, the famous weird, cringy rock ballad from the mid-90s about miscarriage that I remember in 1995 after the Oklahoma City bombing, someone remixed to include audio from the first responders and news reports and politicians. So it lightning crashes with all of this incredibly dark
0: terrorism news. You told me this and I like, I kind of have a memory of this. Yeah. Where I was and like,
1: I, oh yeah. And I did look it up. It is real. I didn't, I didn't misremember this. I'm not sure why it was playing so often in the Madison area in 1995, but I remember it being all over the place. Like if that song was playing, it was the Oklahoma city version and not the single version. So um, wild. So yeah, it was. And I did a little research. So the story is the song came out, was getting to be kind of a hit. And then the Oklahoma city bombing happened and a DJ local to Oklahoma city did this remix and it became a a bigger hit and is now sort of always associated with kind of, as one of the members of live said in an article, I read about it kind of became the official song of the Oklahoma city bombing.
0: Oh my God. That is so (laughs) wild. So yeah, so somebody cool. I apologize, I don't remember who tweeted us, but they wanted they were like, "Holy shit," and they wanted you to talk about it, where I'm like, "Absolutely," cuz this is such yeah. like a weird random thing that only you would notice. So I'm like, "We absolutely need to talk about this."
1: Well, and I I think it's really I find this really interesting because it was before Princess Diana died. So it was before Elton John rewrote Candle in the Wind. Right, right. Um And yeah, we didn't think a lot about DJs in the early 90s unless they were DJ Jazzy Jeff. So... And I mean, also I was a child. Um, So it's so fascinating to me that this just... This made it. And like all of the decisions feel confusing. In some ways, it's actually the perfect segue into a conversation about the Oscars because... And you know
0: what? that There's like a lot of
1: choices being made and I don't understand them. And I'm curious to see which of the many big choices get rewarded this <laughs> when they do the show.
0: literally just handed me a perfect segue <laughs> that I'm not going to use because I have to derail <laughs> again. Because when you mentioned the DJ thing, so my, I had a boyfriend in college who was a DJ at our school and he's still a DJ in California. Um, it's, pretty successful. So, uh, which is great because he's a very nice guy. Uh, but he got to interview like all of the celebrities that came through campus to perform for the students, which was cool. And I asked him, I'm like, who is the nicest celebrity and who is the meanest celebrity? So just guess of the early two thousands musical acts that would come through Illinois State University, who do you think was the nicest and the meanest?
1: Oh, my God.
0: I know that's, like, incredibly broad.
1: I like You can't make me guess I know, like that. That's, that's insane. So,
0: nicest was, I'll just tell you so we can move on and do what we're actually supposed to do this episode. Um, nicest was Jack Black. Okay. I, he
1: was actually on there as one of my options. I was like, hmm. Were the Westerps too big by then? But okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: meanest was Weezer.
1: (laughs) God, that tracks so. Isn't that perfect? I was
0: like, absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Um. So, I here are my general thoughts about the Oscars. I am getting increasingly nervous for reasons that we were texting about earlier today, which is you have completely drank the Elvis Kool Aid. (laughs) I did not drink
1: the Elvis Kool Aid. (laughs) I got high and watched Elvis and it absolutely blew my mind.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. So you're not completely uh, in the tank for them, but I am getting very nervous because it feels like they are making a huge push last minute because they they smell blood in the water and they're like, oh, we could actually maybe pull some big moves here. And I just see Bohemian Rhapsody happening again in real time. And I am... (laughs) heartbroken I'm just like is this really gonna happen listen I like Austin Butler I think he's a good actor I think he seems like a sweet boy I know he's gonna have a successful career and I'm so happy for him if he wins for a Elvis impersonation which is what he would be winning for yep yeah, yep yeah. I I'm like they need to have a rule in the academy that you can't win for doing an impersonation of a dead celebrity old people miss. Because that's what keeps happening. It's like, does he sound like Elvis? Yeah, how hard is it to do an Elvis accent? I'm sorry. It's one of the most like easily imitatable celebrity accents that has ever existed. And, and I'm when like you're
1: extremely hot. And the whole point yes. of the director's like entire professional career is making music videos in which you're mostly supposed to look hot.
0: yeah. And he he is so hot and like he is obviously a, a superstar. And like, I know he's going to be around and I'm excited for it because I do like him. I'm just like, what are we doing with this category? Like, I, in my mind, obviously, we're going to get to it uh, eventually. So maybe I won't, you know, get to who I think should win yet, even though I think everybody knows. But um, I'm nervous about Elvis. I'm nervous about all quiet on the Western front because they're also making a big last-minute push, and that is such a classic Oscar bait bullshit. I mean, I shouldn't say, but it's a a well-done film, but it's a war film, you know? It's what old people in the Academy love.
1: Yeah, and And weirdly enough, uh, it would be kind of hilarious to watch Steven Spielberg lose to a war film when he made a good movie. Wow. Uh, after wow. he lo- he likes saving private Ryan lost to Shakespeare in love all those years ago. <laughs>
0: That's really funny. Yeah. Good point. Um, and I should mention too, that all of our predictions could radically change after the screen actors guild awards, which is happening at the end of the month. So just keep that in mind because SAG is one of the big indicators of who might win, um, so if Austin wins at SAG, you know that could be like a big sort of bellwether moment. Um, so shall we start with adapted screenplay? Ah, uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, I am just getting like constant error messages on my computer. So if I'm <laughs> if I am distracted, that's what's happening. I have no. That
1: problem. is okay. I can I switch am... to my phone if need be. No, um, no, I am. I've got adapted screenplay here. Shall I read out the categories please. or the nominees? All right. For adapted screenplay, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking.
0: Yes. So this is uh, kind of
1: an interesting category already.
0: It's all over the place. Um, so I am currently pulling this up on my phone. There we go. Uh So I am going to go with women talking for the sole reason that they basically got shut out of everything else. And I feel like the, uh, there are so many respected actors in that film. Like it is just wall to wall, you know, amazing actors that I feel like the Academy members will want to recognize them in any way they can. And this is like one of their only chances. So. I'm going to go with women talking. I
1: think that's my should win for this category um, because I am mad that that there wasn't more recognition for women talking. Um, I think there's a decent chance that all quiet on the Western front actually takes it.
0: (laughs) So in terms of predicting our accuracy, we're going to go with uh, will win. So I'm going to say women talking will win. Are you going to commit to all quiet on the Western front? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I think that I, honestly, a lot of these categories I'm still very much up in the air. There's only a few categories that I think are pretty much a lock at this point. So I truly would not be surprised if All Quiet on the Western Front took it. Um, original screenplay.
1: All right, we have. Oh my God, why is my phone giving me trouble? Technology people, not that useful. Uh all right, original screenplay we have The Banshees of Anna Sharon by Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar and Triangle of Sadness. This is a tough category yes. because I would be probably be okay if four of, if one of four of the five, anything but Triangle of Sadness, actually, I mm. think would would be I don't think I would be mad about.
0: I am going back and forth right now between Banshees and everything everywhere all at once. I think everything everywhere should win. I'm going to go with Banshees, however, uh, because for much the same reason as Women Talking, I think that there is a lot of fondness for that movie. And I don't know other than Colin... If they're going to be acknowledged uh, in any other category. So the Academy might be like, well, let, let's let give them screenplay at least. Yeah.
1: I do think ultimately that it'll probably go to Banshees because it's people, they love Martin McDonough. And the script is really good. So <laughs> could be. I'm still.
0: Unless we end up seeing movie. a
1: tar sweep or a Fableman sweep, it's going to be, I think, a yeah. few Banshees.
0: Yeah. Oh, tar, TAR is also a scary one where I'm like, that feels like it's generating some heat last minute. And it's like, ooh, yeah. Um, I I don't know if the Academy is as on board with everything everywhere as like America is, <laughs> you know, like I love that movie. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is such a, this is a banger. What an amazing film and achievement. So happy for Michelle but I still don't know, like I know Michelle is very beloved, but yeah, I'm a little like, I, I know if it was up to Twitter, Twitter would be like, screenplay all the way, you know, Daniels, yeah. Uh, but I just don't know if the Academy's there yet.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And as interesting as I, as much as I love that movie, I just don't think it's an Academy movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, but I feel it feels cuspy, doesn't it? Like, it feels like five years ago, we would have been like, hard no, that's not an Academy film. And now it's like, oh, maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, I love them. I just don't think they're going to get the, Dan- the Daniels are going to get recognized for their writing.
0: Yeah, it's probably because they call themselves the Daniels. It's a little yeah, too well, cool.
1: <laughs> at least they're getting they are nominated by their names. Yes, so they're gonna yeah, they're going to have to go up and be like, guys, we go by Daniels. they are super up. cool. They're just Daniels.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Animated, which is so not our bag, but I'm like, we got to do it, I guess.
1: All right. uh, We have the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, the flying sailor. Oh, no, that's the short film. Sorry. I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard of this. Yeah. I'm
0: looking at this. God damn it. You know what? It's okay, Just because I it's Pinocchio. Yeah,
1: it's gonna Right. So we've got Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast and Turning Red. Um, um, like
0: I know, Puss in Boots absolutely dominated the box office and is still like on the front page of Letterbox. Like it was a huge financial success. I just think, in terms of what the Academy rewards, it would either be Marcel or Pinocchio, and I think Pinocchio is just considered the bigger achievement. I think it'll be
1: Pinocchio, too. Um, Then again, I haven't watched any of these movies. So
0: (laughs) I keep forgetting that Florence Pugh is in Puss in Boots. And she showed up to that red carpet event with a huge hat with a feather in it. And I didn't know it was a reference. And I was just like, work. Like, I didn't even care. I was like, absolutely, Miss Flo. And then people were like, no, it's a Puss in Boots reference. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, that makes sense. Uh, But I didn't even care. I didn't even care. You don't need an excuse to wear a fabulous hat.
1: No. And I appreciate that she's just going to go for it. Like she's still taking the energy from Venice uh, with that crop top and Aperol spritz, just bringing it to the red carpet every day.
0: She has strong J-Law vibes in in terms of like she's having the best time every second. And it's like so nice to see, you know, where it's like she's getting invited to all these fabulous events. She's wearing these beautiful clothes. She seems like a genuinely lovely person and she's having a great time. And I'm like, that's nice. That's nice to see, you know? Uh, so
1: documentary. All right. For documentary, this is one that's interesting to me. Um, of course, this stupid website does not put them in the order we want to discuss them. Uh, we have All the Breeds, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. And it's going to be Beauty and the Bloodshed.
0: Yeah. And that for me is a should and will. It's an incredible documentary if you haven't seen it. Um, I went to Nighthawk to watch it and I was just like a complete mess. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the kind of movie that you need to be prepared to be destroyed for, like, days afterwards.
0: It's a really, really beautiful tribute to found families and also just, like, a devastating takedown of the Sackler family and how they created the opioid crisis. Um, And many, 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 many people have died because of them. And they have faced zero repercussions, basically. Uh, So it will make you, like, murderously angry but it's so effectively done. Yeah. Um,
1: And I think there are worse things in the world than documentaries that make us murderously angry at billionaire families.
0: Totally, totally, yeah. Uh, So uh, definitely all the beauty and the bloodshed. Best international.
1: This is so interesting to me because there were just so many... The actual nominees are so interesting to me. There's just so many that didn't make it that I think is really quite striking. But right. we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl.
0: Yeah, this is interesting because Argentina is one of those films that I, like most people have not seen, but it's making like a big splash in like film world uh, and critic world. But I'm going to go all quiet on the Western front just because I don't have a ton of faith that the Academy members actually see all these films. And it just has like the biggest name recognition and they've probably seen it. Right. And it's, it's a war,
1: you know, again, it's a war movie. It's World War One. It's all of this stuff. Like, of course, that there's a possibility. I wish... I would love to see EO win, even though I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it yet. And I know that I'm admitting I'm not, like, super read in on the categories.
0: But a devastating movie about donkeys. Like, I know.
1: It's on my two-watch list.
0: And I'm just, like, yeah. I'm very emotionally frail right now, guys. There's, like, family stuff happening that I'm not going to get into. But I'm, like, very emotionally raw. And I'm, like, I don't know if I can watch EO. <laughs> At this moment, like, I don't know if I'm mentally strong enough.
1: Yeah, it is pretty. I'm I'm I have to steal myself. I just need I know that I'm going to need some time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll probably go to Germany and I'll buy on the Western front. Yeah.
0: Uh, Song. I'm just going to say it's got to be RRR, right?
1: Yeah. If it's not Nasunatu, there is no justice in this world.
0: Are they doing a live performance? They are. I love it. That's going to be a highlight. Here. You got to watch oh, yeah. people. You got to watch just for that.
1: This will be the um, most exciting, explosive, visually stunning, uplifting yeah. dance sequence that you've seen in years. years Do you like years
0: feeling years. good? Do you like happiness? you got to watch it.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited for that performance and I can't wait for them to win. Because they should have been nominated for a fuckload of other awards.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Um, let's get into the top categories. Cinematography. Ooh. Ooh. This is one no, of the yeah. ones where I, I'm a little divided. I went back and forth. I think. Oh, yeah. I think think i don't know i like these are easily interchangeable for me but it's either all quiet on the western front or elvis in my mind yeah and that's right (laughs) i don't know how the academy is going to fall on elvis like if this momentum is going to be like elvis starts to sweep the technicals um i will go elvis
1: you're going to go with elvis i this is a tough one um god i kind of want elvis to win because god
0: that movie was weird uh (laughs) it's truly like 50 50 in my mind by the way i know i'm already on record saying this elvis is a bad film i'm just gonna say like i know it's very like uh, flashy, and it's got, like, the keys jingling edit that Baz is so good at. Like, Baz really understands people barely have an attention span, so he's like, here's something new every, like, fraction of a second. Tom Hanks' performance in Elvis is unforgivable.
1: I, I'm i still trying to figure out wh- what's going on there. But,
0: yes, we have –
1: I'm just going to be weird and say it's going to go to um, – all quiet.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's just uh, to be, let's spicy. Just say, like,
1: I think I'm slowly, I'm I'm accidentally starting to move towards an, a big night for this movie that I don't particularly care for,
0: but so I thought this was going to happen the year that parasite one with, um, what was the fucking Sam Mendes war film? Um, Oh, uh, you know, the one I'm talking about the single take one, 1917. Nineteen Seventeen. Um, I predicted. I was like, "Well, that's a a war movie, and the Academy's boring, so they'll go with the big war movie, and then fucking Parasite won." And I was like, "Do I not know this Academy anymore? Like, what the fuck?" But then, (laughs) but then, but then, followed up by Green Book. So I'm like, "I don't know, I don't know." Uh, so all quite on the Western Front feels like an old academy choice but i don't know i don't know for me like this is very much uh all quiet on the western front and like everything everywhere all at once is very much the the parallel of 1917 and parasite which is like the academy could do what the academy always does or they could do something interesting and they have done something interesting in like the near past you know
1: yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Well, let's hope for something more interesting than, uh, <laughs> than just random war stuff.
0: I want to be shocked. I want to be like screaming like I screamed when Parasite won because I couldn't believe it. I like I really want to I always want that from the Academy. Um, all right. Costumes, I think, is Elvis. Yeah,
1: it'll be Elvis. The nominees are Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Um, I do think it'll be Elvis. Although it would be kind of hilarious if Babylon won.
0: I wouldn't be mad if Black Panther won. Because the costumes are stunning. That is, like, one of the technical things the Black Panther films are known for. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if black panther took it i just think that again there's so much buzz with elvis they're going to want to reward them as much as they can
1: yeah especially since that movie is all about the feel and the look right so exactly there's you know there's a lot to be said for it
0: and the costumes are great uh it yeah they like look wonderful a very vibrant you know flashy film um supporting actor Ooh. one of historically my favorite category
1: and this is a this is going to be a rough one. We've got Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keehan from the Banshees of Inisharan. I Brian Tyree they, they Henry. Is,
0: yep, I think they cancel each other out.
1: Uh, I mean, it's going to be ki or yeah, Ki-Hui Kwan, uh, for everything, everywhere because people love him and he's been on a charm offensive and he's so sweet in the film um, and he's won everything. everything. and he's just lovely. And as we were talking, as frustrating as it is to admit, I think everybody kind of knows that chances are no one's going to know what to do with him in the future. I'm a little nervous.
0: I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah, we will
1: give him the award as a way to sort of say, see, we don't completely shut out child actors who aren't Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, We're not racist. (laughs) Not (laughs) not at all. And then proceed to avoid giving any other awards to everything everywhere and (laughs) yeah uh and it'll be sad to see uh you know I love Barry I love Brendan but at the same time they're not going
0: anywhere so Barry's gonna win like it's a matter of time um Brendan already has like an amazing illustrious career everybody loves him um so I'm not like sad that they're gonna cancel each other out um
1: yeah Brendan already gave us Irish shy boys on Saturday night Saturday Night Live, oh so <laughs> I, we've already gotten what we need from him. I love
0: when SNL occasionally is like hot new young, young up-and-comer. Brendan Gleeson hosting SNL. I thought that was like so great. I'm like, oh, he's been around forever, and he's getting to do this now in his career. Um, So supporting actress is interesting.
1: Yeah, we have Angela Bassett, uh, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Hsu. Um Again, we have uh, two people from everywhere, everything, everything, everywhere all at once who will probably cancel, cancel each, each other, other out. out. Yeah. Uh, but this is a tough one. Because, I think it's Angela. Uh, you think it's going to be Angela? I, I think, think that, yeah, that would be, this one seems like the most likely way to honor Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also her and. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, um, and kind of get out of the get it out of the way that Ooh, all of this is happening. Rosie, why are you like this? Uh apparently has feelings about Marvel movies. Shocking. Uh I think that wouldn't be that surprising to me if that happened.
0: No, it would definitely finally be the feather in Marvel's cap that they've been so hungry for. They want academy recognition. Everybody loves Angela. In terms of, like, what a supporting actress is supposed to do for a film, like, she, in my opinion, she, like, carried that film. <laughs> like, had she not been in it, I don't think it would have been as effective as it is. And it's, like, it's not a great film, but her moments are such the standout from that film that I'm like, yeah, it's it's got to be Angela.
1: Um, what's really disappointing is that Hong Chao is so wonderful and she had such a year.
0: Um, that stupid movie. I'm like, she's amazing in like eight other things this year. I know.
1: I mean, she should be getting nominated for the way she says tortillas in the menu. It,
0: it tortilla tortilla. <laughs> yeah. Like so good. Um, yeah. I love her. I hope she's like in a million things uh, going forward. She's in an episode of poker face and she's just like amazing. If you can go toe to toe with N- Natasha Leone and i leave that scene thinking you're more charming it's like goddamn you know
1: you are doing something extremely right
0: right exactly um so yeah i think i think angela has that uh this best actor y'all is like causing me to lose sleep which i know is so stupid because we're talking about like wildly famous rich people who will all be fine I am just like I've gone so back and forth about this category.
1: Well, and you've been—I uh, mean, you've been talking about the the Elvis Austin Butler thing since the movie came out. And I know, like, it would be the most insane thing to ever happen if he did win because uh, the, there's—it's not a performance,
0: no, but it's an imitation. Uh, it's a good imitation, but. I am
1: having well, the script also doesn't serve him with anything that actually allows him to play a character.
0: No, so, yeah, exactly. Everybody's a cartoon oh. character. Yeah, I, I'm just a lot of this is residual Bohemian Rhapsody shit where I'm just like, that is such an embarrassment that that happened. That I'm like, oh my god, is it happening again?
1: Yeah, and what's unfortunate is that there are there's another really frustrating possible win that's ex- like really difficult here because the other nominees are Colin Farrell. Brendan Fraser, uh, Paul Mescal and Bill Nye. And the idea that it was going to be Brendan's year because of everything he's gone through and his return to Hollywood. And then the whale is just
0: so bad. It's terrible. It's like genuinely a bad film. I, I don't didn't like even, upset any didn't even didn't even,
1: bad, like
0: cruel. It's just. Fat phobic. So yeah. I. I it's really I hard honestly, to get excited. I honestly didn't even enjoy his performance. I, I was like, well, at the very least he'll be good. And I watched it and I was like, I don't think he was very good in it. Like, and I like Brennan. I think he's very talented. I've seen him be wonderful in films. I really hope he gets to do more stuff now. But I was like, this is not good. This is a full nostalgia moment. But I'll tell you what. I check Gold Derby pretty much every day and he is still ranked to win. Huh. Which is interesting because I feel like he's losing momentum. I
1: do too. I have to wonder if it's, I just have a lot of questions here because I think that Colin Farrell should win too. because as far as arcs of comebacks and uh, just charm and also just that, the heartbreak of that performance, like the man's most meaningful relationship is with his donkey. Like the it's I just felt so much watching him in that movie. And he's so hot and he's so charming that yeah. I have like, I just I want the movie starness to take over and say unfairly give it to him just for being around and being great and being fun to watch. I mean, that's,
0: that's not nothing. Like if you can be in the room and you're charming people and like, I mean, who's more charming than Colin Farrell? Like that is, yeah. that's a huge factor that we should you take know. into consideration. But like of all the, I haven't seen uh, After Sun. I like Paul, but like I... I said this to Meredith, but I'm like, I truly look forward to the day that Paul Mescal's in a film I want to see because <laughs> I do like him. But every time I see what he's in, I'm like, oh, Paul, like I Paul, I'm not going to see the Gladiator movie. I'm not going to see it. OK, so I don't know the next time I'm going to see you in a film, but I look forward to it because you're very talented. Um, yeah,
1: the last time I was excited to see him, I think, was when, oh, I didn't even realize he was in The Lost Daughter.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, still <laughs> so he yes, was in it. Yes, he was a total surprise. <laughs> he was a total surprise. I was like, I am watching this for Olivia and Dakota. And then he popped up and I was like, oh, word. Okay. Yeah. Um, So it's not going to be Bill. It's not going to be Paul. It is between the, the, three, the three big ones. And uh, I'm really, really, this is the category I'm the most shaky on. I'm going to hope for the best and I'm going to say should and will Colin Farrell.
1: Yeah, I'm doing the same. I just, I need to will it into existence.
0: But I'm very nervous. <laughs> I'm really nervous because I'm like, I, I'm nervous for everybody. Cause I'm like, if Austin wins, that's going to be terrible, terrible and for
1: him. It's, I, oh, it's, I know. And The guy just got out of the Disney mill. Can you imagine him having to do his snow dogs?
0: I don't even think it's going to be that like a beneficial thing where he's like, well, now I get to say that I'm there's going to be an asterisk next to his name forever. That like you shouldn't have won that, dude. You should not have won that. We like we got swept up in the moment like Bohemian Rhapsody style and rewarded you like Rami when we should not have. Like when you see clips of Rami with the fake teeth in, do you feel good that he won?
1: (laughs) No, I I didn't feel good at the time. Uh, And, you know, these are, there are always the moments that remind us that these awards do not actually have anything to
0: do with real life. They don't matter. They don't matter. We can't emphasize this enough. None of this shit matters. If you're listening to this and you're like, why are they getting so emotional over shit that doesn't matter? You're right you're 100% right. This is a very specific form of mental illness and we are not right to get emotional about it, but I can't help it. I know it doesn't mean anything. I know art is subjective and ranking it like this is absolutely stupid, but I'm, I'm swept up by it every year.
1: I know. And as much as I know about the politics of it and the way that these campaigns work and the way that these things come together, I still find myself wanting... To just say, I want my priors and my biases to be appreciated here. Ignoring right? the Academy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, guys, Colin Farrell was in three spectacular movies last year. And he's hot and charming and it's Irish. It's his time.
0: It's his time. He's at that stage in his career. Everyone loves him. He gave a beautiful performance. He was the only one to make me cry in a film. Like, So I'm like, it's his moment. But... Ah, I'm so nervous. I'm so especially because I feel like Banshees has not been pushing last minute. They kind of like backed off. And I'm like, why? Why did you back off? But maybe that's just, you know, my subjective viewpoint. And they're making behind the scene and shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have I just have no idea. I feel like I have once the awards actually started, I've had a hard time tracking it because there's been so much discussion about how these nominations come out and uh, how the campaigns run. And
0: it's so corrupt. Everything is so corrupt. That's another thing where it's like, you know, I know Andrea uh, Riseborough is that her name? Um, yeah. Got a ton of shit for doing something, frankly, that all actors do, you know, like it's just, there is a conversation to be had about, why a privileged white lady got this, you know, unanimous support behind her. And a, a lot of black actresses this year who potentially could have been nominated and were not, uh, didn't. I, I do think that's newsworthy and we should talk about it. But to accuse Andrea of being like the sole source of corruption, it's like the whole thing's corrupt.
1: Yeah, it's like once again, a situation where a a small, like independent, small scale creators who are connected use those connections to the best of their ability. And they're getting singled out as the bad actors when the entire system is set up yeah, <laughs> to reward the studios that do these big screenings and put a ton of weight behind their four-year consideration campaigns. And it's the fact that the, this the campaign for to Leslie stood out because it wasn't the no- it didn't have the normal veneer of legitimacy that everyone said wait a minute because here are the other nominees one of which is extremely out of place we have Andrew Riseboro, Kate Blanchett Michelle Williams Michelle Yao and Anna de Armas for Blonde
0: Jesus Christ yeah that's another one where I'm like. That, Guys, that movie
1: was awful. Offensive. I,
0: it's worse than the whale, which is a bad film. Um, it's offensive. It's evil because a lot of people watch that thinking it was a biography, and it's a complete fantasy. So, like, if you're a young person, not even a young person, if you're just a person who doesn't know a lot about Marilyn Monroe, and you watch that, you're like, oh are these things true about her? And it's like, no, this is just conjecture by the, the creator who has written a really disgusting fantasy about her life that now people will believe. And it's yeah, like, it's, that's awful. You put it out and
1: now we ha- you were watching, it's like, you're watching torture porn. Yes. But with the fictionalized character of a real person who suffered an enormous amount. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then died
1: at 36 years old.
0: Yeah, horrible, horrible. Um, as, as I said when I reviewed the film, I'm like everybody involved with this should feel bad. And I, I like Anna, but I'm like, girl, this is not it. Um, so this is another category that I'm very shaky about, but feels a little more like everything's falling into place. So I'm gonna say Will win. Kate Blanchett should win. I agree there. should win Michelle Yao
1: that's those are my feelings exactly. Okay. I think it's just there's been such acceptance that Kate Blanchett's going to win like ever since the movie came out. And not a ton of people saw it right away, but it has been building momentum and she's just out there everything she's done in terms of the press tour and her promotional work is perfect for cementing her status as an incredibly like the important actress. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it's an interesting one because I really thought Tar was going to get much more acknowledged by the Academy. Cause when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is such an Academy movie. Yeah. And as soon as we left the theater, I was like, she's going to win. Like, absolutely. Like that's just exactly the performance that the Academy loves. And Cate Blanchett is one of the most, she's new Meryl Streep basically.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that is a great way to explain what she's what she's
0: doing right now. Whereas Michelle, I was like, oh my God, how great. And I'm Michelle Yo, not um, Michelle Williams. But um, I was surprised, honestly, by the momentum that she built. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if she got acknowledged, but it's the Academy. She won't. And then she's really gained a lot of steam. So it would be the upset of the century if she won over Kate Blanchett. And honestly, I think Kate Blanchett would be happy for her. I think she would be like, God damn, you know? Um
1: Yeah. Well, Kate Blanchett would be like, oh I guess I'll just go back and do it again.
0: Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how many Academy Awards does she have? Uh, I think this would be her fourth Academy. Yeah, Award. like, and she's as you said, she's gonna win more. Um, So yeah, but like for Michelle, I'm like, I don't know if Michelle is going to get another chance. So like, she obviously is my very, like my heart wants it, but I don't have faith in the Academy. I'm like, they're, they're going to go with the predictable route. Yeah.
1: Which is unfortunate because, well, at the very least we can know that Michelle, yeah, will look incredible and be wearing
0: her own jewels, her own jewels, yeah,
1: stunning jewelry from her own collection. Uh, so she'll bring us, she will
0: give us gifts that
1: we do not deserve and whether or not we give gifts back to her is kind of still up in the air.
0: I do think there's something to be said too about like, now that I just like, you know, shit on that the Oscars doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh, incredibly (laughs) privileged, wealthy woman that we always talk about, like, you know, married to Ferrari and like all of that stuff. But It does matter that like, you know, Asian and Asian American people are barely ever acknowledged by the Academy. And just the fact to have her and Ken in these major categories is like, how many little kids are going to be watching this? Like, oh, there's someone who looks like me. Like, that's exciting. Maybe I could go into film, you know, like that shit does matter.
1: Yeah. Well, and that she that one of the most glamorous people on the entire planet played, a, you know, did play a role that was much more complicated than just, like, the usual, D de- ma- like, make-under kind of role for famous glamorous actresses uh, that had a lot of, like, came from a place of great pain and a lot of frustration and, like, really digging deep into, specific like, a specific cultural context. Yeah, family relationships like it's a great role that has a lot going on (laughs) Yeah, in addition to being a kick-ass
0: movie and spoke to a lot of people from like immigrant families and like was tremendously uh important to people so like I never want to undersell that aspect where I'm like I do think everything everywhere is an important film for our culture and and you know for making Hollywood slightly more diverse hopefully um but Let's get to Best Director because this is another interesting one. Ah, uh, yes.
1: Getting down to we have Martin McDonough for Banshees of Sharon. Daniels for Everything Everywhere, Steven Spielberg for Fableman, uh, Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness, for Ruben Osland.
0: I'm gonna my next two. I'm swinging big. Okay, go for it. Yeah, should and will Daniels. Ooh, that's a bold choice, but I know. also
1: I like it.
0: Because <laughs> you want to say Spielberg. They're going to go with, like, you know, somebody safer, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember, other than Parasite, another time a film had a cultural impact like Everything Everywhere. Like, and I, it's true beyond yeah. Twitter, beyond Twitter. Like it was just a fucking force and it stayed that way. I was like, Oh, they'll lose momentum. But it just kept going where I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go with Daniels. Huh.
1: Fascinating. I am going to go with Steven Spielberg for the elements. Cause I think, um, I think the back rooms are going to try and make up for the fact that not a lot of people saw it because yeah. it was so badly mismarketed. Um, so that's why I think that he'll get it.
0: And it could be one of those wild years where like a film isn't acknowledged at all other than best director, which is stupid. Every time that happens, it's like, how are you going to say it's the best directed film, but it doesn't win any other category, but
1: yeah, well, it's like how women talking is nominated for best adapted screenplay and best picture, but apparently wasn't directed by anyone.
0: And none of those actors did a very good job, I guess. Um, but, oh wait, did anybody get nominated from that? No, no. Wow. Um, yeah. I, although I have to say once I saw it, I was like, I see why it just got screenplay. Um, it is like a very play film where I was like, but yeah, and there's so much good acting. Maybe it just like overwhelmed people where they're like, I don't even know who to acknowledge because you're all so yeah. good.
1: Um, I mean, I my, think by the way,
0: there should be an ensemble award at the Academy for this reason.
1: Yeah. It being such an ensemble piece is clearly a really huge component. I think of it not getting no one getting singled out because everyone gets a big moment and nobody's written in such a way that they stand out in particular,
0: which I also think would just be healthier for Hollywood. If we acknowledge that you can occasionally work together as a team in a film and you don't have to have like your scene stealing chomping at the scenery moment you know to win an academy award that you can just be like quietly supportive of each other (laughs) I'm like (laughs) that could be cool to do maybe Um, Uh, maybe. okay so for that category that's very we drew a line where it's like you are you think it's the old academy I think maybe it's the new academy
1: yeah I think that's a great way of putting it okay
0: best picture I'm swinging hard again well read the the nominees uh, oh, hang on. I actually have to get to... It's hidden in a very weird place in this I room. might have it, actually. Uh, here we go. We've got
1: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, oh which God. I have to imagine is going to win... Technical. All of the technical awards. Yeah. Banshee's of Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, The Fableman's Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking.
0: Yeah, I I understand why they expanded it to ten, but when you hear that list, you're like, how do you compare these films? For like, it's stupid. It's so stupid. But here we are. I'm swinging hard, can and should for cultural impact, for for lasting effect, everything, everywhere. Um, you
1: know, I'm gonna go with you on that. Damn. Damn, I'm so, really, so like, you think they're going to give
0: Best Director to Steven Spielberg and then Best Picture to Everything Everywhere all at once? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, but that's just like, <laughs> what, what a spread. What a spread.
1: I think I'm just going to go with something crazy. I, I, This is my moment where I want chaos. Yes. I want I want the Moonlight, La La Land chaos
0: yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. I I think this could be a wild year. I think we could potentially get both the old Academy and the new Academy in a confusing way. Like, what are you going to set fire
1: to if Top Gun wins things?
0: Oh, it won't. It won't. That's the one that I'm (laughs) like, but honestly, I was sort of like, I was glad that the Academy acknowledged the fact that Tom Cruise saved movies. Like, I, I honestly don't think that's hyperbolic. I think had that film not come out, when it came out, movies would be in way more danger than they are right now. And they're still in a lot of trouble. But like he put asses in seats at a time where people did not want to go back to the movies for valid reasons, but they wanted to go see that movie. And everybody wanted to go see that movie.
1: And once they were there, they were like, oh, right. This can actually be fun. I'll I'll try and see some other things. I'll come back. Other problems. But... Yeah, the industry, like studios, industries would be absolutely fucked. We would be so, we'd be so fucked. fucked. I mean, yeah,
0: it, and like and I, still mildly fucked, but like it would be so much worse. And if, if, if I, Top Gun Maverick
1: hadn't made like two billion dollars,
0: yeah, and if the <laughs> academy didn't fucking acknowledge that, it would be like, you guys are a joke. You're a joke because like you have to acknowledge why films are popular, right? Like something has to be right in this equation. That should be rewarded because people are responding to it. So I was really happy that they got the nomination, even though, again, do not like Tom Cruise, have not seen that film. I can still acknowledge the fact that it's like a hugely important film.
1: Yeah. And I'm we need like I don't necessarily think it needs to have a space in the best picture conversation because getting butts in seats is not necessarily related to quality, as many Marvel movies will show. Mm-hmm. But um, given where we're at, it makes sense that they would do that. And also, like, it was an achievement to make the planes go vroom so impressively.
0: Technically, yeah. Maybe they'll pick up some technical awards, too. Although I don't know it's... if they're nominated, but...
1: I, they might be. I I did not pay that close attention to it. But they, uh, they they did some really, really cool shit. And I am, I love that movie. I don't care that you hate Tom Cruise. No, no. I (laughs)
0: like, I acknowledge, like, I don't know anybody who saw it who didn't love it. Um, So, yeah. And it never hurts ratings, right? To have Tom Cruise show up to a red carpet. Um, If he does show up, I don't know if he will, but. Oh, he
1: will. I mean, he's been at all of the luncheons, like, just absolutely going nuts. And it's like him and James Cameron are like the dual prom kings.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, talk about somebody else who saved movies, right? Like, I've never seen the Avatar films. I'm never gonna see the Avatar films. Sorry, I think they look stupid. Even when people are like, look at this gorgeous scene. I'm like, those blue people look stupid. Sorry. Uh but, you know, everybody wants to see those films. And like, you know, the fact that he just broke his own record with Avatar beating Titanic is like I mean, my God! Like this guy is Hollywood.
1: I know, and I can respect what he does, and the fact that the man just keeps pushing for this vision without having,
0: <laughs> like, if <laughs> without he, actually
1: seeing the movie, it's so
0: funny because, like, if he was not so tremendously successful, right? You would be like, "This is an insane person." Yeah, the fact that he and maybe like he is insane, but it's just in a like a fi- financially beneficial way. But the fact that he was like. The first Avatar came out, made a shitload of money, but had no cultural impact. Right. Like it was almost like people did not see that movie. And then he was like, guess what? I have eight more. And and (laughs) we were like, but we didn't ask for it, James. And he's like, I don't care. It's like, you're crazy. Like you're sorry to use that word, but it's like, that is like an obsessive pursuit, you know? And if it didn't work, people would be like, oh, that's so sad. Did you hear about James Cameron? Oh. But it's the biggest thing ever. So people are like, you're a fucking genius, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, people try to ask all these que- ask him all these questions about, like, you know, the story or, like, why, like, people connect to things. And he's like, nobody gives a shit about that stuff. Like, I make it because I wanted to see this thing and other people actually like also want to see this thing
0: <laughs> yes all right guys those are our predictions please let us know any thoughts hashtag light trees and pod please follow Meredith at Meredith l Clark follow me at Allison Kilkenny literally everywhere um guys thank you so I'm feeling like very sentimental right now because it's like I've been doing this so long and y'all have supported me and it that is such a beautiful thing and I'm turning forty and like a bunch of dramatic shit is happening in my life right now where I'm like I just feel very grateful. Meredith, I feel grateful for you and your friendship. I feel grateful for everybody who listens to this show and tweets us. And like, it's just a cool little community. And I love that you supported us in going full pop culture review because, like, what a pivot. But here we are. I think it's working. We're having a great time. If you want to keep supporting the show, go to lighttreason.news, smash that donate button. Or go to patreon.com slash my name, Allison Kilkenny. You can donate for as little as $5 a month there to keep us going. Yeah, have a wonderful rest of your weekend. We will see you at probably the end of April, but like stay tuned depending on like travel schedules and stuff, but we'll be back eventually. In the meantime, message, tweet, all of that stuff. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.